A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We start with good fresh chicken. Like we know we should. Eleven herbs and spices make a finger licking good. We don't freeze roll or chop it. It's chicken, nothing more. That's a real good reason why smart folks come here more. It's so nice, nice to feel. Welcome to Free State, everybody. Or should I... I think I'll give it a full title today for reasons that will become clear. Welcome to Free State with Joe Brawley and Dion Fanning. And anyone prepared to cough up to pay some naming rights. I will sell my own name, Joe. Pepsi Cola. You want Pepsi? Pepsi Cola. Free State with Joe Brawley and Pepsi. And you'll shove me out. I don't mind. I am prepared yeah. to lose, you know, our, but maybe we could bring Coca-Cola and Pepsi together. I heard a, there was an urban myth that the only... We're too edgy, apparently. For, for Pepsi? For any of them. Because, yeah. you see, they're not selling a product anymore. They're selling a lifestyle. Yeah. They're integrating themselves into our lives. And they're, they're you know, almost now we live our lives, you know, our optimism or pessimism depends on consumer confidence you know <laughs> what we can buy <laughs> what we can access you know and we're being infiltrated all the time in ways that we don't even know the reason we are talking about this and we will talk about how we're being infiltrated but we're talking about the story that Parky Cueve um was going to be renamed or was proposed renamed uh Super Value Park. Jesus Christ. Park, Park, Super Value. Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky, um, Kentucky Fried Chicken were in for it as well. Were they? Yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken Park. <laughs> um, you ever hear the one about man goes to his mother's funeral and services being held, you know, in a funeral parlour? And uh, as the vicar's about to start, the man says, Oh, vicar, um, excuse me, and everybody saw me. He says, Well, what's the Wi Fi code? And the uh, vicar says, sort of indignantly, your, your mother is barely in her coffin. And the man says, is that all lowercase? <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, almost everything is for sale now. And uh, I mean, I can't think of any part of our lives, our daily lives, our loves, everything, that isn't now treated as a potential business opportunity by big corporations. 
And particularly now with the internet, they've absolutely struck gold with that. You know, get us hooked and just turn us into we consumers, we profit-making commodities. And you see particularly the way our kids are brainwashed now. They have to have a certain sneaker, they have to have a certain hoodie, you know, they have to have a certain phone. They're all starting to talk the same way, sound the same, you know. And, you know, this big idea, I suppose, started with really visionary brands like Nike. So, well, look, we, we're not in the business of selling sneakers. We're in the business of selling a dream, you know, uh, uh, an idealised version of the world. And even better than that, we won't even make the stuff ourselves. We'll farm it out to sweatshops. Hey! Now, you know, you know, got some issues with the old sweatshops. You know, lots of people jumping off the, the, the roofs of these sweatshops, you know, so that in many instances they've had to install nets, you know, like, you know, like the trapeze artists. And everything, the idea that was born in the 80s is that everything, and I mean everything, was a business opportunity and no part of human life will be exempt. And that in in this instance, and we, we in this instance there is there is a kind of a pressing and I accept that and I think it like there is a pressing kind of uh need for, for somebody to come up with some money though, because the situation with Parky Cueve seems to be pretty, uh, pretty dire financially. Um, you see, the more the, the, more, you, the more the more you wedge yourself to the world of commerce, and the more you know a beautiful, pristine amateur association, uh, you know, ventures into that world of professionalism. You know, the more these problems are going to arise. You know, and. Like the whole point of the GA was that it was supposed to be a bulwark against all of these things. It was supposed to be a relief in our daily lives. You know, I mean, I about oh, it was a couple of years ago. Our Prunchus, my brother, you know, he's a very keen amateur historian, you know, and a fascinating fella. Very funny too. But he gives a, a lecture on the Easter Rising, and uh, I went to see it in the Dungiven Clubhouse. You know, the place was packed. Very, very absorbing. He was a great personality. You know, he runs the history department in the convent in Marafeld. But one of the themes of that was the critical role of the GAA in breaking the mental stranglehold of the British. You know, I mean, even things that I hadn't realised, you know, by the 1800s, late 1800s, because of really the, 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 the tyranny you know, that had stamped out every, almost every part of, of Irish culture. We were little Englanders, and at the national schools we sang God Save the King, and what better man to save him, Dion? And it was compulsory to start each school day with this prayer. I, th- <laughs> I can only say this. I thank the goodness and the grace that on my birth has smiled and made me in these Christian days a happy English child. You know, so that's how anglified we had become. And, you know, the purpose 
behind the foundation of the GAA in 1884 was that it was to be a profound catalyst in the revival of Ireland. You know, and it very quickly, I mean, Michael Cusick, you know, who the, the Cusick stand is named mm. after, you know, and one of the sort of, one of the founders of the GA. He went to Kilkenny in uh, 1890. And the most popular sport in the county by then, long established, was... Cricket. How, how, how did you know that? Because I, I know about these things. Of course. Michael, Michael Cusick played cricket. It was played in the rural areas, mm by farmers and farm labourers. Like, it wasn't a push where you know, everybody was playing it. Very widespread appeal. Do you know how many cricket clubs there were in Kilkenny in 1890? Lots and lots and lots. That's not an answer. 50. There were 50. And do you know how many hurling clubs there were in Kilkenny by 1890? Two. Four. And, I mean, uh, 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 as he said, you know, a tourist might easily mistake it for Lancashire. And, uh, you know, the GA historian and historian, Mark Duncan. I don't know mm. if he's a professor or not. He I always is, call yeah. it's yeah. Professor Duncan, sorry. He, he uh, wrote, wrote that when Michael Cusack visited Kilkenny to see for himself what the state of play was, he was absolutely enraged. <laughs> he thrilled the county. He could only find cricket games. And eventually he found a hurling game, which was, quote, very poorly attended, being played by two teams whose hurling is the worst and most spiritless ever witnessed on an Irish hillside. And at one point, he said, as the game continued around them, a half dozen players laid out in the ground for a rest, <laughs> which would be enough to break the hearts of the more serious hurling folk of Tipperary and Galway. Now, obviously, this was uh, pre-Brian Cody. But mm. imagine, you know, they got so tired after a short spell that they all had to lie down on the ground as the game continued. You know, like babies, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm having a rest here. And the transformation occasioned by the GAA, you know, to move to 2,200 clubs, you know, the administrative structure that was put in place, the club championships, quickly became an enormous source of pride for Irish people because we've been starved. And at Kilkenny, they set down the cricket bats and took up the hurls. And an identity centred around that community began to take shape. But their hurling, of course, was in, in, enhanced hugely by the fact that they had played cricket. You know, that's why you, you look at where, where, where cricket was strongest is where hurling took off. <laughs> that's true. That's, you can laugh, but that take is the truth. Kilkenny, all those places, you know, Kilkenny, a lot of, you know, Wexford, there was a lot of cricket clubs all yeah. around those places. And I that's, suppose any of those places where the English had, had, had really... But as um, you said, it wasn't, and like, the, I agree with you, uh, uh, that like that, there's no, there's, no, there's no disputing how the GA um, uh, took over and became part of these things. But it was also, it was also, uh, you know, there was... Um, you know, like if you, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fantastic book by a guy called James Quinn called No Foreign Game, which is about Irish football and identity, Irish soccer and identity. And he talks about a lot in that book about how, um, you know, the sports were in competition with each other. Some were given, GEA became, the, you know, was, was the sport that you, you demonstrated your Irish identity by. And it was also then the, the proponents of those games were then able to to attack the other games on the basis of them not being Irish, whatever that meant. 
Okay, and you know, so yeah. like you know, you would when there was like four thousand people at a soccer match, uh, you know, people in in nineteen eighteen, some official was was some GA official was saying, you know, are we at war with the English or not? Now, um, you look at somewhere like Dublin, like the volunteers in nineteen sixteen came from they were the, the amount of them who who were who were soccer players was far greater than people you know in a city like Dublin they were they came from like soccer communities they weren't any less Irish because they played mm-hmm. soccer now what you're saying you know what your point is true as well but at the same time the you know I think one of the great shame one of the great tragedies of Irish sport and this would actually feed into what Parky Cueve has become and why it's sitting empty all the time is how sports became sports became so tribal so uh, that you were that they became badges of identity that you weren't allowed that you were somehow and this is the especially for soccer really but rugby has a, rugby was was elevated and had its own ways of protecting itself but soccer was seen as you know uh, you know the, the, you know shonen game like a game for uh, it was just it was and it, so it is it's not it is it's not it, that's absolutely the culture's rubbish. terrible. No, no, it's not. It's you get the odd club like Bohemians out no, no, of Jay City, but, is, but the actual nonsense. overall culture, as Roddy Collins always talks about no. this, as an insider there, he says the culture is terrible. It's just dog eat dog and individual. But that's but that's not the cult. The culture, and, the culture but, at but the, the point, top is, is the terrible. No, no, let me. I, I'm not going to let that. Uh, like, it's not. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a game played by. It's a game played by so many people in this I'm country. Saying that every 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 week. The GA you know? is much more than a game. That that's fair enough. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the miracle that is the GA community okay. and it was absolutely critical in establishing an identity for us and we've gone on in spite of in spite of the overwhelming power of, of the corporate world and all of that we have gone on to flourish and up until this point you know we have grown and grown and grown and our ethos, you know, has preserved something, you know, that we cannot afford to lose because what we don't want to do is to turn into simple consumers. I mean, there was a piece in the Guardian this week and it asked, can relationships survive the smartphone? Did you read it? It's a very serious question. I was talking to a a younger girl, uh, a sister of a solicitor who I work with, and she told me, if she goes out now, very good looking girl, very articulate, clever, all that, say that a young man would never come up to, to chat to her. That just doesn't happen anymore. Everything is shopped on the internet. You know, everyone's on Tinder. Mm. You look for someone uh, tonight and then you might like her, but look, there's someone else popping up. There's too much on, choice. There's someone else popping up on my phone screen now. Yeah. And all of the time, we're being tempted choice away from our true selves towards this sort of instant gratification of the consumer you know and you know one of the one of the i, I, I want to come around to to to, to the know, real importance somebody i know you saw will say what's wrong with instant gratification <laughs> it's instant and it's gratifying <laughs> yeah but i mean you you look at the you look at the instant gratification of the web i mean i look at these things and say like oh my god like there's a cat with seven legs yeah. you know or maybe a you know, or a man with with his hand growing out of his cheek, mm. and it's like 150 million views. You know, she's like, ah, you know, gas is bad, like you know. But mm. Jesus, have you seen, have you seen this child? 
who can who can light his own farts. That's the funniest thing ever. It's got two hundred million, you know. And really, like, what's the point in thinking about politics or getting beyond that? I mean, guy Beban Kidron, who's one of the founders of the Kids Charity Five Rights, he has uh, he carried out a very comprehensive study on the relationship between kids and the internet. And the conclusion was, kids hate being offline. It engenders in them the same feeling of being dead. It's like they're dead. And individual human beings have just become marketplaces now. Mm. You know, you keep, you want to keep in touch with your friends. Facebook. Yeah. You know, company's worth 500 billion now. And our habits, our likes, everything's been relentlessly tracked. You know, they're used in and sold on to corporations who can target us. Everything has been commodified. You know, walking used to be a way of forgetting your cares. Now you wear an Apple, Google smartwatch. Well, I find measures your steps. Well, I yeah, that's amazing. Your cal- uh, what's your uh, daily calorie burn? I I, uh, I often find myself like if if uh, <laughs> if I'm if I've if I've kind of if I've gone to bed and I've taken my watch off. Um, actually, I put my watch. My son, my son uses my, my watch to tell the time in the night. So I put it beside his bed Let's at night. Let's watch. It's just a Garmin watch. It's just this. I use it for swimming. Right. You know, we've done 50 podcasts. I've, I've never mentioned this podcast, like Swim in the Sea, which is like the whole point of Swimming in the Sea. We've done 50 podcasts, right. and I've never talked about sea swimming, which is the whole point. But you don't monitor your steps, no, do you? No, but what I'm saying is sometimes I will find yeah. myself going, I've gone up and down the stairs a few times, and my fucking watch isn't on. I've lost out on a few, st- you know, there's a part of my brain yeah. that thinks. I mean, you see people now running along, and they've got these devices strapped to themselves. Sometimes they're holding them in their hands. You know, and but you know that the, yeah. the the point of that is that you you know you can then hate yourself even more for not living up to the ideal. You know, join a fit club, get a personal trainer. You know, sat up watches Nike fluorescent gear, just buy it. Nike, just buy it. Oh. And throughout the whole gamut of human affairs, now singing, for example, I read a very very interesting uh, piece about singing. And, you know, I mean, one of the glories of singing, right, is the imperfection of the human voice, mm. right? You know, like you get your Johnny Cash, who's yeah. more a speaker than a singer and a narrator, or, you know, Lou Reed, or, you know, the, all of, the, all of the, the, the sort of singers that have made an indelible impression of them. Because it's human beings expressing themselves. Now, largely, it's about a software package called Auto-Tune. And over 90% of chart albums in the last 20 years are as a result of auto-tune. So you can't sing. Who can remember the old ad for um, Kit Kat? You can't sing. You look awful. Yeah, you go a long way. You, know, you go a long way. The machine will, will put you in tune and sing for you. Everything sounds the same. Share used it on her album Believe in 1998 and sold 11 million copies <laughs> and won a Grammy. How do you win a Grammy if a computer has done the singing for you? You know, and they're all using it. So music increasingly, unless you're an aficionado and going off the beaten track, it's just a purely commercial commodity now, you know. I mean, but you see, I think more people are going off the beaten track as well because you talk about that. I'm that not you're, sure. Like, it's, it's, you know, I don't know what the charts are. Does the evidence? Know. Does the evidence support that? I mean, famed guitar maker Paul Reed Smith said to the autotune creator Andy Hildebrand, and you remember, you know what Andy Hildebrand did before he created autotune? 
He was no. a senior Exxon oil executive. You know, so I give two fucks about music. He said to Hildebrand, you have completely destroyed Western music. And what we're left with there are pretty clones, computer package. What a defeat that is for the human spirit. You know, dating, lovemaking, hijack, turned into billion pound industries, you know. And the language used to accompany this invasion, you know, is hateful. You know, I mean, I hear presidents of the GA now talking about we have an outstanding corporate product. Talking about the product. Fuck off, it's not a product. It's Mm. our way of life. You know, it's what we are. And this increasing professionalisation of the GA, big money being forked out for managers and backroom teams and all that, what that's doing is it's compromising the amateur ideal itself and it's against the rules, which are, are a joke. Yeah, but but also another hidden consequence of this. Not well, a subtle but very dangerous consequence of this is that slowly but surely we're starting to be taken over by the corporate world. Because the more you have to pay for everything, the more you have to compromise yourself for the corporate world. You're so, listening to Free State with Joe Brolly and Pepsi. That's right. I'm just put that in there. And Dion Fanny. I'm back. Yeah. And you know, the the and we see this all the time. Okay. Because there's more to the bargain than than the corporation simply getting naming rights or you know, taking out advertisements in your magazine or your newspaper supplement. I mean, a very well known GA sports writer, um, gave me a story about seven years ago, eight years ago. And I said, it's a great story. I said, I mean, why don't you write it? He said, I can't. He said, they sponsor our championship supplement. Hmm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, 
And uh, all the time, all the time, we're going to find these compromises. Like, you look at um, those games yesterday in Croke Park, which were epic, you know, and what a day I had at that. You know, and, you know, like I know all the Glam, all the Watty Grahams boys, and, you know, it was just Enda Gormley, you know, great dairy footballer who had coached all those boys since they were kids. He just spent the night weeping. Mm. You know, we went over to the Croke Park Hotel, and whenever the team came in, you know, all those young men from the, 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 the Glen community came in. He just wept and he hugged them all. And it was, you know, a wonderful sense of community. And the boys speak the language of community. They're all very humble. You know, the captain talked about, you know, more than anyone else, this is a triumph of this community for the people of these, this community. You know, our mothers and fathers, our friends, everyone who has contributed to ensuring that we have a sense of identity here, etc., etc. I mean, and like in common with clubs all over Ireland, we all have very personal stories and important stories about the names of our clubs. Like my club, Kevin Lynch, you know, it's a very personal, powerful thing for us. And the idea that someday it would just become commonplace to say, well, look, you know, we won't call it the Kevin Lynch's anymore. You know, we're going to call it going to call it Krispy Kreme Donuts Park. Um, Waddy Graham, um, the Glen Elders named the club after Walter Waddy Graham. Walter, Walter Waddy Graham, who was a Protestant, an elder in the Presbyterian Church, who were, of course, the mainstays of the 1798 rebellion. And he escaped after the United Irishmen were routed by the British. And as, as Seamus Heaney put it, shaking scythes at cannon. But he was subsequently betrayed by the Church of Ireland rector in Tamloch, who owed him money. Bloody Protestants. <laughs> Bloody Protestants. And in 1798, what he was hanged from a tree in what are now the club grounds, the sacred club grounds of this terrific community. And he was then decapitated. His head was paraded around the town by the British soldiers. And yesterday, having become All-Ireland senior club football champions, when the Glen team got back, small hours, they paraded the same route. Not with the head this time, but with the the All-Ireland club championship trophy, you know. Dazzling, dazzling in silver. And your your, your own discipline in not... uh, Going up there must be applauded at this point because I'm when so, I when I'm I talk so, to you at eight o'clock, sorely tempted. You're about to hit the road. Fuck's sake, bro! Very much. She says, "Fuck's sake, bro!" He says, "Come on up to fuck's sake." He says, "He says I told the bank I'll see you on Friday." I says, "I says, I says, what if she had? What if she had lost?" He says, "Ah, Jesus Christ!" We're still saying to him on Friday. He says, "There's only a game of football," and Fergal, of course, was one of the coaches along with Enda Gormley, who was instrumental in the most imaginative work being done in relation to that group, you know. But, I mean, you imagine that uh, very expensive now, nowadays to win championships and to, to, to keep everything on the road and they, have, they need to do big sponsorship things themselves, the boys and all of that. And let's say, you know, 
as I imagined, you know, that um, a big sponsor comes in, you know, and says, look, we'll, uh, we'll uh, pay 100,000 a year, you know, for the naming rights of, of Watty Park, you know. Mm. What's its park? <laughs> Walker's What's its? Um, the What's its Giants, a big billboard over the main gates on the Glencian Pass side of the Waddies Club, bearing the strap line. What's its park? Home of the Watsilla. Size matters, not just in the bedroom. Sounds good. Yeah, and and and. and what what the Cork board have said is, oh, why not? You know. I mean, oh, 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 oh. why why park a key? You know, whenever we're whenever we need this money, we're we've got ourselves into a bit of debt. We haven't managed it that terribly well. Well, they've got ourselves into a lot of debt. Like this is the problem. This is you know, yeah. there's there's. Uh, at the Patrick O'Keeve's ancient anyway you know he might have been the GA's director general he might have been in the Irish volunteers and fought valiantly in the war of independence but fuck's sake lads like you know super value <laughs> I mean fuck me super value super value park and you know they're going to pay a quarter of a million a year to do that but you see and that's the preference not only of the, that's the preference of Super Value. They don't want it to be called, you know, uh, Super Value Park Kiev. They want it to be called Super Value Park. Because nobody and, would call it Super Value Park Kiev. They'd that, call it Park Kiev. Well, that's, I think that's what probably everyone would call it. But, you know, they, they, and I mean, what's next? You know, um, that a sort of a duty free style Super Value convenience. Area when you so you you know the way when you go when you go through security at the airport yeah, yeah. you then have to go through yeah. duty free. Yeah. Well, when you come into Park at Kiev now you're going to have to go through the super value sort of plaza. Mm. You know, sounds good. Some uh, of the super values down in Cork, very good. I just know. I'm just checking here on the internet while we're sitting here. Felix Senior Jelly Cat Food only five euro per kilo. Andrex, how much do you think Andrex toilet tissue washlets classic clean are? Oh geez, this is like I'm like for six for thirty six for thirty six of them now. I don't know four quid. I think they're way. no one 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 euro fifty. Jeez, I'm like, did you see the clip of the the, the Tory mayor cat mayoral candidate in London being asked questions about London? You know, how much does a police officer get? How much is uh, what's what's the price for the bus fare? Uh, I, this, these are the terrible questions. So, yeah. Uh, what about bird's eye crispy chicken dippers for a twenty two pack five euro? That's good. You know, but he's going to do and, and junk food, great, great deals and junk food. You know, so Cork Gales and their kids have a lot yeah. to look forward to because once you get entwined with a beloved brand, in this case Cork GAA, you know, the Rebel County, the mystical greats of the past, Jimmy Barry Murphy and Kevin Hennessy and and you know their 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 legendary clubs, you know. Well, I had a friend, and, of, a friend I mean, of mine said to me the other day, he said, tell Joe to go easy on Cork GEA. They still hadn't got over uh, Tony Davis getting sent off, he said. Oh, no. So uh, he's... Uh, <laughs> Boo-hoo. <laughs> Die looks if I give a fuck. But, and then, and then I see that um, there was a story that as part of the branding agreement, um, because they're paying a quarter of a million quid after all a year, you know, to the hard-pressed sort of Cork GEA, the RT commentary box... 
brackets if RTE still exists by the time the championship comes around, close brackets, <coughs> will be apparently in the form of the super value checkouts with uh, each pundit standing behind their own checkout. <laughs> this is not a joke, wearing the super This val- is a joke. It's not, no, wearing the super value uniform. So they all have to wear, they all have to wear super value, you know, the wee super value red waistcoat and the wee red jacket. And, and why not? Because, you know, look, this is this is part of the agreement. You know, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, sure, we'll wear it, yeah. And, you know, when we're at it, why don't we, why don't we, <laughs> as they do now in American sport? Because people said 40 years ago, there's no way that American sport is going to be conquered by the brands, you know, because we've got such distinctive, uh, you know, cultures here. Well, I mean, have you been, I, I went to an NBA game, mm-hmm. see the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. It is, it's like, it's almost like a virtual shopping mall where you're being bombarded from start to finish. Mm. Like, there, you don't get a second. I came out of it feeling stressful, stressed. Yeah. You know, we went to the wee bar around the corner and said, oh, fuck. Yeah. Jesus, because it's just constant in your face selling, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, there's not a minute to sit between quarters. Mm. You know, or at half time to think, to talk. You're just constantly bombarded. They exhort you to put your mobile phone number in because then you come in a prize, so you do that. Now they've got your mobile phone, now you've got your email. You're bombarded. There's not a moment of lax time there. And you try to watch it on the television now, you know. And our, our commercial break brought to us by Krispy Kreme Donuts, the donut you can rely on. I, I don't know about you, Shaq, but I love those Krispy Kreme donuts. You're listening <laughs> to Freestyle Podcasts with Joe Sorry. Brawley and uh, Haribo. Haribo. Haribo, yes. That was, uh, I should disclose that we actually do have an agreement with Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking anybody at the stage. But is there anybody out, is there anybody out there? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There are children to feed. There, but uh, look. You saw, you saw the one about, uh, there, was a, there was a great one about Mayo, that they were in discussions with one of the major dog food companies for the naming rights of McHale Park. But um, the county board members thought it was good over the top of it to call it Winnelot Park. <laughs> oh. Look, you, the thing about this is you talked about, yeah. you talked about, um, you know the what the what the report the uh, the report deal was two hundred fifty thousand a year for for naming rights. Now back in twenty fifteen, when they were de- delivering, uh, when they were planning the redevelopment of Parky Cueve, they actually said the the Cork County Board put a cost analysis plan into the Department of Sport, and they were they they said they estimated one of those kind of revenue estimations they would get. 500,000 a year for naming rights. So they haven't even got what they said they they intended to get. And this, this is one of the things, one of the mistakes they've made in some ways. They shouldn't be at it. It's all becoming hyper-commercial. But why, why, why was it done in the first... How, how, how they get 30 million. They get 30 million from the Irish Exchequer. Taxpayers' money, 30 million. And what did but, the government do? Instead of ring-fencing that and saying, here are the rules. Okay, we give you 30 million. Right. But the, the, the rule they should now we have Mihal Martin saying, "Oh, you can't you can't call it Super Value Park. Yeah. This is absolutely outrageous." How many times have you been Where to you? the new Parky Cueve since it got real? No, I wasn't. I wasn't at it. I've been there. 
I've been there more times than you. That tells you what a white elephant has become. But it's still in Cork. Yeah. But it's I've not been, your best point. No, no, it is. It is. Because the point about this is you're saying the government should have ring fenced it. No, this comes back and this comes back to the original no, they should point. Have had rules. They should this, have had criteria. No, what they should have said was this is, this is somehow, because they're, they're going to redevelop we're, we're too many stadiums in this country. Right, we've too many. Say, why would you spend this much money on a stadium that is never full? This is the problem. This is the problem that no. If you, if I, uh, a shonin, a member of a shonin culture, uh, have been to Parky Cueve more often than 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 Joe Brawley. What was there? No, I was there for Claire versus Tipperary. Claire versus Tipperary. Claire versus Tipperary in the Munster hurling quarterfinal. Or All Ireland, whatever it was. I was there, and I remember remember thinking the traffic was terrible. Got stuck. What was that? Not the All Ireland, whatever it was. All Ireland quarterfinal, I think. All Ireland, the All Ireland, whatever it was. But there was like twenty-eight. The unfunny sports correspondent was the examiner. All Ireland, whatever it was. Twenty-eight thousand at it. It was, you know, and it, it it just it's never full. It's never used. They're de- talking about developing. How much money are they going to, in, going to put into redeveloping Killarney if they develop that as a stadium? How often is Killarney going to be yeah, full? Ah, but, well, you it know, won't be often. full. But you want you want to have if you had a nice sort of twenty five thousand, twenty thousand stadium. That's perfect. You know, for what? I mean, we have we have a perfect wee stadium, Celtic Park. It's perfect, and I think our capacity is about fifteen thousand. Perfect. Couldn't be better. You know, it gets great crowds during the club championships. You know, we've now got a lovely 4,000-seater out at Owen Big, our, our Derry Centre of Excellence. That's another one I didn't mention. You know, they're, they're talking about the GAA have been discussing uh, doing a deal for all of the centres of excellence with Centra. In future, they'll be called the Centres of Excellence. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on, bro. Look, this is what you get with us. <laughs> That's good. I can't. That is re, that is excellent. Centre is of excellence. Centre is of That's really good. I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.